This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Are you prepared to pay more to put gas in your car or your truck or whatever? Because that is what is happening as of Toronto, uh, as of tomorrow. And if you need a fill up, maybe uh, you shouldn't wait until tomorrow because that's when the prices are expected to spike in the wake of the drone attack on Saudi Arabian oil facilities. On the other hand, it's good news for the TSX, especially if you hold oil and gas stocks and those things are in most people's portfolios. So maybe you got a little bump there. Gas prices are expected to rise between four and 12 cents a liter across the country. The good news is the lower end of the increase is predicted for here in the GTA. Let me give the numbers. I'd like to hear from you. Is that a problem for your household budget? Does it depend on how long it lasts? What What do you think of this and our dependence on Saudi oil? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now I am joined by petroleum analyst Dan McTague. Hi there, Dan. Oh, hi, Libby. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. Too long, uh, but uh, maybe this topic is uh, something that I think people are going to have to pay attention to, as you quite rightly pointed out uh, leading into this. It was interesting. When we first heard about the drone strike, uh, the first kind of reaction was... Mm, it's not going to be such a big deal here. Uh, you know, we've been moving from summer to winter uh, oil, and, and that's cheaper to produce. And now suddenly, well, by tomorrow, there's going to be a big spike. Yeah, no, I saw this Saturday morning. I saw a video or something on Twitter here that showed uh, something over Saudi Arabia looked like a cloud and uh, then realized what it was. Uh, of all the uh, processing facilities there that I know is uh, is most important uh, not just for stability in that region but has a big huge uh, shadow over world consumption for oil and for other products uh, abquake is is a pretty important piece of infrastructure uh, that that it was attacked and that it uh, it's un- it remains unclear as to what you know the extent of the attack was but that they you know the officials there have said that half the production is offline um, coming out of Saudi Arabia is pretty significant. Uh, you can use any number you want, but it does mean that there is a massive risk premium for oil uh, as a, at a time when demand for oil continues to rise. And this may surprise some people, but uh, you know, oil is uh, not just about transportation fuel; it's about uh, uh, petrochemicals and use in pretty much everything that we do and, and often take for granted, especially here in Canada. So, you know, seeing something like this, a disruption of that magnitude, and not having really any quick alternatives. Yeah, you've got, you know, storage uh, inventories like the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in the United States. And they've said uh, they've said that they're willing to get into that. And uh, we were in the midst, I believe, of a bit of a glut of oil, were we not? Well, that was the problem. I think that was overstated. I don't think we're in a glut at all. Uh, I think the economy remained very strong. I think the glut would have happened uh, if people had paid too much attention to the U.S.-Chinese tariff uh, back and forth. And I think that's why we saw lower prices. It was great, but it was also masking a, a very serious problem. That's uh, 
fundamentally, uh, you know, oil was just meeting enough demand globally. We still had a pretty strong economy globally. But here's the, here's the interesting part is that with all that we look at, even if the United States had, say, 750 million barrels, the world is using 100 million barrels a day. That's seven and a half uh, days of reserve. Not that the whole world would be using up U.S. supply, but it goes to show that if this goes on for a month, month and a half, uh, you're going to start to feel it in the sense that there will be a shortage. And, uh, you know, no one can ramp up. Normally, countries that have big oil reserves, so the number one, two, and three, Saudi, uh, Venezuela has number one reserves. We know that they can't uh, fight their way out of an economic uh, uh, paper basket right now uh, or bag. Uh, we know that the number two is Saudi Arabia. Obviously, there's a problem there. And number three is Canada. And guess what? We in this country have taken the position that pipelines don't matter. And because they don't matter, we can't get them to tidewater. We destroy the energy's pipeline. That'll be the Trudeau government. And we also uh, really muddled and, of course, dithered on Trans Mountain Pipeline. And so that means we can't get it to the Asian countries you know, that are some of the largest clients of, uh, of, uh, of Saudi Arabia. So Canada's not in a position to do much when it comes to oil. Neither is Venezuela. Neither is Iran. Uh, so I, you know, there is a shortage. The question is, how is it going to be made up? Unless someone could wave a magic wand tomorrow, Libby, and tell me that they're able to get uh, five and a half, five point seven million barrels back online in the next few weeks, we're in a whole load of trouble. Let's take a call from Stephen in Parkdale. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Libby. Well, it just points out how ridiculous we've been. Well, rather than, I'm sorry, I disagree with Dan on the uh, pipelines. I say we should be building refineries out in Alberta and uh, so we don't have to be piping it uh, yeah uh, do, are, are you do you drive no you don't drive okay so uh, it's not going to affect your budget well it is because uh, my groceries and everything is brought to me by vehicles true, true. Uh, I think it might be a little bit longer before uh, you notice that though uh, so I guess we'll have to see Stephen thanks for your call okay Okay, how long, Dan, uh, do you think it'll be before it trickles down in the price of other goods? Uh, well, it'll start with uh, this evening's increase of four cents a liter for gas, but here's the big one. Uh, how about eight and a half, nine cents a liter for diesel? Uh, that's transportation 101. That's your school buses, your public uh, transportation buses. That's your big rigs moving around, as Stephen has quite really pointed out, groceries and many other things. So, this is going to start to hit pretty pretty hard at a time when most of us weren't expecting this. And, of course, building refineries is a wonderful idea, but no one's going to do that with the federal government coming in with the clean fuel standards, which basically tells most refineries uh, you have to achieve a standard uh, in which your emissions on, <laughs> on greenhouse gases has to be the lowest in the world. Uh, I'm worried we're not going to be able to keep the refineries that we have right now. Of course, in Alberta, you can build all the refineries you want. How are you going to get it to market if you don't have a pipeline? Uh, sorry, but Albertans just don't consume that much gasoline. Uh, so, uh, is it correct that we are going to get the low end of the increases? Is that your prediction? Yes. Well, that's, uh, well, uh, on Sunday, I had told people that the increase would be, uh, mitigated. It would be, you know, sort of, uh, softened by the fact that as a happy coincidence, uh, we're also shifting from more expensive summer spec gasoline to more less expensive winter gasoline. What that really means is that there is a standard difference in Canada. Uh, in the winter, we want to have gasoline uh, where your cars can start properly, your vehicle can start properly, and needs a little bit more additives to let it do that. And, of course, it's much cheaper to buy 
things like butane, versus the summer where you don't want your gasoline to be volatile under hot 100-degree temperature. Not that we actually achieved that this year. Uh, so yeah, there is a big difference. And it turned out this week, September 15th, is the week we make that switch. So we got, we actually gained about a 4 to $0.05 cent advantage, even though the price has, is still going up $0.04 cents tomorrow. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been $0.09. Cents. And, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's going up more out west because their gas is yes. more expensive to begin with. I mean, the last time I was out there, it was over $1.70 a litre in B.C. Yes. Well, they're, a dollar, they're going to uh, uh, $1.58 tonight. They're from okay, $1. so it came down Vancouver. off that. Yeah, all of Western Canada gets about an $0.08 cent increase. They don't have the same seasonal shift, but, uh, you know, you can buy gasoline right now in Calgary for about $0.92 cents a litre. Really? Yeah, well, they <laughs> I'd like to get some tax. of that. Yeah, well, they they scrap their carbon tax, and that's one of the main reasons why it's so cheap. And so would I. Love to take advantage of it. Leave my four cylinder. <laughs> I could use a I could use the savings of uh, thirty bucks a week. So uh, again, a lot depends on how quickly they're able to fix it. Have you seen any uh, anything that gives any clarity on that? Yeah, and I'm glad you asked that, Libby, because while the increase is four cents a liter tomorrow, it looks like we're getting a one, possibly a two cent decrease on Thursday. Now, I haven't told that to anybody. That's because some traders, some of those folks involved with oil and gasoline futures have said, heard from an official working for the company that runs the processing facility uh, in Saudi Arabia that this may be two or three weeks before it's all repaired. I think that's grossly optimistic and misleading, but some traders are uh, relying on that. And we've already seen on the markets that uh, gas prices are down, uh, well, looks right last second here, about five cents a gallon works out to one point one 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 point four cents a liter. So, look, uh, this is going to be a very volatile up and down over the next several weeks, uh, and at least until Thanksgiving, hang on to your hat and you know try to follow uh, me here at uh, Gas Price Wizard on Twitter if you can. Uh, otherwise, Libby, I'll have your folks uh, made aware of what uh, the price will be one and two days ahead. Okay, so uh, bottom line before we go, fill up today, don't fill up tomorrow, and maybe you can fill up on Thursday. That would be okay, too. It would be. Uh, you're probably net down two cents, but better than nothing. And uh, just keep watching. The situation is going to get more interesting. And uh, unfortunately for me, it's a far more serious issue that I've seen probably in the past 11 years. We haven't seen an increase of $8 a barrel as we saw yesterday going back 11 years. So uh, these are we're getting back to very interesting times and uh, time to watch our pocketbooks. Okay. Dan McTague, Petroleum Analyst, we appreciate your insight very much. Thanks for being with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.